0: everybody. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones here on the Act of Worship podcast. Thanks for joining me today and listening. Uh, I'm going to talk about a topic today that I think is very relevant to uh, us as Christians who live particularly in the United States. And the topic I'm talking about is patriotism, nationalism, and the Christian. How does it relate to Christians Um, In recent years, discussions of patriotism and nationalism have penetrated the boundaries of society and moved into the walls of the church to the point where falsely marrying the church to one side of, of the issue or another now regularly occurs. I saw this very obviously during the last presidential election between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Um, people on both sides of the aisle saying, how can you be a Christian and vote for so-and-so, or how can you be a Christian and vote for so-and-so? And it, it just, the arguments went on and on. Uh, and then inevitably the, uh, discussions of patriotism and nationalism were brought into those discussions. Um, as a pastor and as a worship leader, I want to see all things through the grid of God's glory, of worshiping him. And this includes the issue of patriotism and nationalism, which are two disparate items, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But what is the Christian view on patriotism or on nationalism? Is there a single Christian view, or could there be a plurality of right views on the issue, on both of those issues? I am usually a both and person on controversial topics. Uh, what I mean by that is there's room for disagreement on these things, and I prefer to view issues with an open mind if the view I have does not blatantly contradict Scripture. That's a different story there. If it does, then yeah, I'm going one way. Um but I have three primary thoughts on the Christian's relationship between patriotism and nationalism, as well as an additional personal note that I want to share about this topic. So the first thing I have on uh, the thought on this, on patriotism, nationalism, and the Christian is that God's heart is for the nations okay uh, now now we're, I, we're i'm thinking in the context of the united states here okay uh, of americans but this can be applied to anyone really uh, god's heart is for the nations uh, scripture is replete with the concept of nations psalm 46:10 for example says be still Know that I am God. Most people stop right there, but it goes on and it says, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in all the earth. That scripture changed my life with my view of missions. When I read that years ago, Isaiah, he speaks of God as a judge between nations in Isaiah two, four and the Psalmist in Psalm twenty two twenty eight 28 says that the Lord rules over the nations our modern concept of nations, though, is limited to geographic regions, but geography does not fit the context of Scripture. In the Bible, nations are groups of people. I am a diehard Texas Tech fan, to give you an example, um, and there, yet there is the Red Raider nation of Texas Tech and not all of the Red Raider Nation lives in Lubbock, Texas. There are people all over, all over the world that are part of the Red Raider Nation. Nations in Scripture are groups of people. Uh, often they do reside in the same region, but not always. For example, the church is referred to as a holy nation in 1 Peter 2.9. And in that sense, God's people are collectively known as a nation. The church includes people from all parts of the world and all generations, uh, the holy and chosen nation of God. The church is not limited by geographic regions. In other words, the biblical view of a nation is not synonymous with country, as we tend to think. Uh, God's heart is not merely for the people of the nations, we have to realize that, but also it really is for the people of the nations to worship him. The focus is still on him. It's not just on the people. It is so that the people of all nations worship him. Again, nation, different than country. Um, it, It is a group of people. And God's desire is that all people worship him. Hence the concept of worship as the primary purpose Of the church. A lot of people hear me say that sometimes and they say, How is music the purpose of the church? And I said, I I always say, I did not say music. I said worship. Vastly different. And so missions exist then so that the gospel of Christ is shared with all nations in order that all nations can worship him. And so in discussions of nationalism and patriotism, we have to realize that God's heart is not for any single country, but for all nations or groups of people. The second thought I have on this is it's okay and it's good to love your country, okay? It is not wrong to love your country. We must realize the difference between a nation and a country, which I just expressed, Uh, But we should also be mindful that our allegiance to country should never override our allegiance to God. And for many people, not just in the United States, I think in other countries, their allegiance to country overrides their allegiance to God. And so having this moral compass might involve standing against government at times. Godly men and women throughout history have stood against governments in the name of righteousness. I'm not saying we need to do that now, but the point may come where we need to. Uh, but standing against a government who is, is uh, immoral and having a, a deadly or drastic effect on that country or those people um, doesn't make someone unpatriotic. But in fact, I think it makes them more patriotic. When we love God, uh, we want the best for our country. Godliness is always best for any group of people. And so I don't don't advocate forcing or legislating morality, but I do make the point that one's faith in Christ affects what they advocate for in society. There's a lot of things that I advocate for in our country, in the United States, that um, I don't think should be forced. Um, But if a government is immoral to the point that their actions are destroying a group of people... And for me, I will go out on a limb here and say abortion is one of those. It is murder. It is clearly wrong. Um, And that is one area I think should be legislated. And if if a government is immoral to that point where they are destroying a group of people, righteous individuals and churches need to intervene and stand against that government, not out of hate for their country, but out of love for their country. It's good. It's okay to love your country. Uh, These are complicated issues, and rarely are they black and white. Abortion to me is black and white, but there are other issues that are not. Uh, But I would suggest that Christians should be careful not to equate certain political stances with moral stances, if that makes sense. Uh, If a government's actions are apparently wrong and dangerous... Uh, People should intervene. What I mean by wrong and dangerous? The combination of wrong and dangerous should be considered rather than only wrong. Um, Again, some issues are black and white, some are not. Um, Even Dietrich Bonhoeffer recognized the vitality of love for country. German Christians uh, in 1933 held a convention and they resolved that God has created me a German and Germanism is a gift from God. (laughs) Can you imagine that? They, they were German military officials that believed that. and and they were right. Christians like Bonhoeffer um, treaded the fragile path of, of compatibility between patriotism and allegiance to Christ. Those are difficult waters to navigate, and Christians should hold an unwavering allegiance to Christ, and then upon that allegiance, when a government is corrupt, God's people must take a stand as patriots, which is precisely what Bonhoeffer did. And notice I did not say nationalists, I said patriots. There is a difference between patriotism and nationalism. Um, Bonhoeffer did not resent his German countrymen He even acknowledged that godly men Fought for, fought for the, the German military His obligation however Was first and foremost to Christ And it's okay It's good to love your country But love God more If you remember the Jesus' words Our love for him should seem like hate Compared, compared to even our families He must be our first and foremost allegiance uh, third thought I have on this is that there is a difference between patriotism and nationalism. Um, it's a false dichotomy. The two are not synonymous. When, where nationalism professes allegiance to a geographic country at all costs, patriotism professes allegiance to a people, perhaps in a country. Uh, and in Christian worship, we should partake in patriotism, not nationalism. Our Western idea of patriotism has evolved into a misunderstanding of meaning nationalism. The two are not the same. We have to change this. Uh, And hear me on this. The United States is not God's chosen people, nor will we ever be. Uh, Yet believers in the United States often um, think that, and that's false. But there are believers in the United States, Christians in the United States, who are a part of one holy and chosen nation, the people of God. Um, I believe that as Gentiles, as Christians, we have been grafted in to Abraham's blessing and we are part of the adopted family of God. And so we have to be fervently faithful to God above all else. And then upon our allegiance to God, we should be patriotic in love for our own people, including here in the United States. And hear me on this people of other nations. God's heart again is for the nation's. And Christians from all parts of the world are collectively part of one nation, the nation of God, the holy and just and righteous nation of God. Um... Uh, Last thing, this is a personal note, so I've kind of given you some thoughts that I have on that, that that aren't quite as personal as this, what I'm going to say here, but on a personal note, symbols of nationalism do not belong in weekly worship gatherings. I am a worship pastor, so this is very relevant. As a pastor and a worship leader, I, I want to discuss this, symbols of nationalism in a place of worship. My eyes were open to the seriousness of this issue in the mid-2000s when a, a man in a church I was ministering in complained about the images of the apostles on our stained glass windows. This was a, a Baptist church, but there were uh, images of apostles in our stained glass windows. Uh, In the same space, however, there was also an American flag. The man said nothing about the American flag, and it saddened me. Now, I'm not saying I had a problem with the American flag at that time. Um, I have since realized um, that, in my personal opinion, nationalistic symbols do not belong in a place of worship. But it saddened me that the man had a problem with the, the images of the apostles, but not with the flag. And so um, my personal stance on this is derived primarily from a fervent belief that God, who's hardest for all nations, should be the focus of all aspe- aspects of corporate worship. By cor- corporate worship, I am referring specifically to the church's weekly worship gatherings. And note that I did not suggest symbols of patriotism should never be employed or displayed. I don't believe that. There are certainly times... In proud celebrations of, of our country when patriotic symbols can and should be presented. But a place of worship in the weekly worship gatherings, I don't think that's one of those places. During a, a, a recent 4th of July celebration, a prominent, uh, prominent megachurch uh, opted to dedicate the entire Sunday service uh, to their their country, it was around July 4th, and, and this was a mega church here in the United States where uh, they wanted to dedicate the entire weekly worship service to the country. And the songs which were sung were focused on country. And often, most many of them, I watched the video uh, of the, of the uh, service, many of them did not even allude to God. American flags were waved throughout the service. And in my opinion, this worship service did not tell the story of God, but of country. And a case could be made that, uh, and many people did make this case at the time, that what occurred during that service was idolatry. It could be seen as that. Um, I am not going to go out on a limb and say that as a personal opinion, but many people made that case. Um, I, I did have a problem with what they did. The story of God and his people should be the sole focus of corporate worship. And since God's heart is for the nations, groups of people again, equally, if a nation is represented in corporate worship, it should be the holy and chosen nation of the people of God. And if Christians neglect to see nations as God's heart and desire, they effectively disobey the gospel's call to preach to all nations, not one better than the other. And so we might believe that ours is the greatest country on earth, but it's wrong to say that our country is the greatest nation on earth. Um, I do believe our country is the greatest country on earth, but I will not say ours is the greatest nation on earth. Uh, A difference there again. Uh, So there's a difference between patriotism and nationalism, and we need to know the difference... And our allegiance should be first and foremost to Christ. And the elements surrounding the Christian perspectives on patriotism and nationalism are coming to a head. A lot of people are having these discussions. And we have to know what we believe and how to respond. So we have to be faithful followers of Christ who love our country, but also more so love God's heart for all nations and people above anything else. Thanks for listening. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones.